And the question for this week is, how do I ask my nine-year-old boy to boundary what they say, as in not necessarily say what they know about sex to other children? That's a great question. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in the car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. This question is a great question because it's actually about how do we choose to parent in a broken world? And here's what I mean by a broken world. Uh, there's a story that I tell which I call the great condom debacle and it goes something like this. I'm walking my nine-year-old daughter home from school one day and she's with her best friend and they're walking along and we live in a really gritty part of Dublin and of course this particular day there is a used condom on the footpath. The two girls work up, walk up and my daughter says, oh yuck. Her friend says, what? My daughter says, there's a used condom on the ground. Her friend says, what's a used condom? My daughter says, it's the thing you use to stop a sperm getting to an egg. And they go, all right, and they move on. Unfortunately, of course, um, not every parent chooses to have their child introduced to the idea of what a condom is from their nine-year-old friend. And of course, the mom of my child's friend was no different. She was upset and she came and told us she was upset and quite rightly too. Like, um, it's a hard thing to have your nine-year-old come home and say that they saw a used condom on the ground when you've never had a conversation about condoms before. So that's an example of a child telling another child information that that parent didn't want them to know yet. And so let's have a look at three ways, three ways, you can reduce the likelihood of this happening for your kid. Before we go into the three points, I just want to add one little thing. Given that the fallout of that conversation about condoms was extensive, there were no playdates between those two friends for a good few months, um, would I still make the same decision to talk about condoms to my child? Yes, I would. In fact, I don't even really need to think about whether I would or not because the, the um, benefits of it are so great. In fact, there are so many of them that I wrote them down in a list so I don't forget to tell you any of them. Um, it increases my child's comfort in the whole area of condoms and condoms are super important because they're going to keep my kids safe, safe from lots of different things. Um, it decreases my children's awkwardness when they understand what condoms are from an early age. Um, they have this sort of deep knowing. They probably don't even remember when they were told what condoms were. They've just known it ever since the beginning because we used condoms as our form of contraception. So they were around the house. Well, when I say around the house, what I mean is they're in the bedside drawer. <laughs> they weren't on the kitchen table or in the on the lounge room on the mantelpiece. They were on the bedside drawer. But, you know, small children, they go through bedside drawers, don't they? Another reason, um, if I have demonstrated to my child that I can talk about condoms, they will come to me and ask for help, whether that's getting condoms or um, having a problem with a condom where they feel that maybe um, they've been put at risk because something went wrong. I want that for my child. I want them to know they can come to me about that. And then the last thing is that they feel empowered around maybe decision-making to do with condoms. And you will have heard me say before that the first time I had a penetrative sex experience, which was a, happened to be a penis in a vagina, did I use a condom? 
No, sorry, I did not. And I don't want that for my kid either. I want them to know about condoms and to be able to use them when the time is right. And of course, hopefully the time will be way, way, way far in the future. That's basically what I want. Point number one, some parents will actually prevent themselves from talking to their children about things to do with sex because they are concerned that their child will pass on information to someone else's child and they are quite right to be concerned because children do talk particularly they talk if it's something taboo or that adults have told them you know that's a secret I'll I'll tell you that later children are naturally curious it's their job to learn stuff they have a little scientist mind and so they are going to ask questions of their pals and their pals are going to talk to them in return so point number one really is that it's still important to talk we still want our child to have information and at the same time we're going to do our very best to reduce the amount of conversations they might have with their child with other children but keep in mind I don't actually think it's possible to sort of stop conversations between children altogether. Um, children talk, and if they don't know accurate information, they will make stuff up. They will absolutely make stuff up. So do you want children to be talking about makey-uppy stuff like sperms and eggs floating through the air or, you know, rape being something that rape isn't at all? No, we need accurate information. And so oftentimes parents will not talk because they think by not talking, kids won't talk, but it's just not true. I'm telling you, it's not true. I go into classrooms of children all the time. They talk a lot to each other. Point two, when you're having a conversation with your child about something to do with sex or bodies or puberty or whatever it is, you can frame it in a positive light. Something like this. You are really lucky because you are getting information that is important, right? And most kids want this information and you're lucky you're getting it now. Not every adult is able to talk about this stuff and not every adult thinks a child needs this information. Now, you and I know that's wrong, right? You and I know that um, kids need accurate information so they can make good choices when they get older, but not every adult knows that. So there are going to be some children in your class at school who don't have this information because their parent doesn't realize how important it is. You're very lucky. Not everyone is as lucky as you. Then the other little thing to tack on the end is that most parents, even if they're not talking about sex and bodies and puberty, still want to be the first person to talk to their kid about sex, bodies and puberty. So we can say that to our child. Look, um, I get to tell you and I'm really glad because it's fun, interesting information and other parents want to tell their kids too. So um, maybe it's not the best thing to be the first person to tell one of your friends at school about this stuff because parents think it's their job. Point three, you can tell your child that the world is actually a little bit broken. You can tell them that there is some information that adults think are bad for kids to have. And there are some information that adults think is okay for kids to have. And that what they might know already is that there isn't bad or wrong information. Maybe there's just good ways and not so good ways of um, telling kids information. Maybe they feel afraid or feel panicked or feel worried when the information can be told to them in a way that doesn't make them need to feel upset or worried or concerned but see not every adult knows how to do that so adults aren't perfect 
they are learning new things all the time and so you can tell your child that they might see signs of an adult who doesn't know how to speak about this stuff or maybe thinks this stuff is bad and wrong and dirty and shameful and uh, when they see signs of an adult like that that's okay you know we can be kind to people who don't have the same information we have but we need to remember that just because we have the information as a child it doesn't mean we're wrong or dirty or bad it means we have a scientist brain uh, and we have lots of information that is going to help us in the future make the best decisions to keep ourselves happy and safe and the people around us happy and safe and that is only a good thing so let's recap what are the three points that are going to help you talk to your child about the fact that sometimes the information you give them is not going to be the best information to pass on to one of their friends at school the first point is and let me look at it you can't stop your kid completely from talking about these things so you can try and you can use the following points but don't beat yourself up if something goes wrong point number two uh, use positive language frame the information they're getting from you as a really exciting and wonderful thing and that they're very lucky to have and not every child is as lucky as you you can also say that um, not all adults are capable of talking about this sort of thing with their children but they want to be able to do it and so it's best to leave the information for a parent or a caring adult to tell other kids and point three our world is broken but it's slowly changing and there are some adults who think this information is bad and wrong and not right to tell kids. So taking those three points, best of luck having conversations with your nine-year-olds about sex, bodies, puberty and how to have that information but maybe not share it with every single person in the playground. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And while I've got you here, can I ask for your help? Would you head on over to iTunes and write a review of sitting in a car? It can be really short, but it helps other parents just like you to find the information and support they need to do this part of their parenting even better. Thanks for that and bye for now.